0: Between the Ribs with host Jonathan Morris, fourth-generation farmer. First-hand insight into farming, faith, and family, as only Jonathan can bring Between the Ribs Ribs on Florida Man Radio.
1: Florida Man Radio, what's cracking, I can. Woo! What a day, what a day, what a day. Nine days from Christmas, and the weather is getting me in the mood. In the studio with me, Heather Hippopotamus. Are you,
2: Hello. Are you ready? How is the weather getting you in the mood? It is gray and rainy outside.
1: That's what the night before Christmas. Uh Santa had a sleigh he couldn't see red off the road. Oh, that's he off right. the red nose reindeer. <laughs> had a very shiny nose. Okay. And if you ever saw him, right? Yes. Isn't that how the Christmas story goes? Yeah, I guess I
2: totally forgot about
1: him. We're going to get to the Christmas story, the Jonathan Morris version of the Christmas story. And for all you Karens out there that are trying to ruin Christmas in the name of Christianity, you can go sit on a log and eat a frog. We're going to get to that. Can you hear me all right? Because it sounds very hollow in my ears. Like I'm very dead in my ears. I
2: hear you fine. You hear me good? Mm -hmm. All
1: right. If I start to yell real loud.
2: I'll bring it down.
1: Bring me down. Bring me down. This is Between the Ribs with Jonathan Morris on the Florida Band Radio Network. Oh, and like a hard-working farmer, the COP28 had to run into overtime, them dirty bastards.
2: So you're going to have to remind everyone again what the COP28 oh, is? Oh, it's
1: not the COP like, <clears throat> I've been working in the coal mine, i got the C I got the black lung. That's well, COPD. Oh, is it? I think.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm not that educated. I mean, I'm pretty smart. I know my lane. I know what I do. I know how to farm and grow stuff and kill stuff and cut stuff. And I know what I'm passionate about. I don't always get all the letters and the initials right. That's one of the reasons my son don't talk to me no more because we did a show one time about lady doctors and I don't understand the LP, no, it's a, uh, well, you're a lady. What's it called? OGQ. What do you do? What do y'all do?
2: OBGYN. There you go. Oh, okay.
1: So I made reference to a lady doctor and I offended my daughter-in-law and I've apologized like a hundred times. Oh, no. Well, because they, they they misinterpreted it as, oh, there's a difference between God doctors and girl doctors. No, there's a difference between a lady doctor who works on lady parts, and then everybody else doctor who works on every other parts. Right. It'd be like if we were having a segment about a heart surgeon, I'd call him a heart doctor.
2: Right. You that, wouldn't have to call up an ENT for that.
1: Right. But that was the, like the purest of my heart. I didn't know what to call her, so I didn't want to be rude, so I called her a lady doctor. And apparently, and that, so anyways. So I never, get, uh, I never get stuff right, and it costs me relationships sometimes.
2: So if, I have a feeling this one's coming back, though. It's almost Christmas. You're fine.
1: I, don't, I, I, hope, I, I think everything will come back around, you know? Yeah. Um, so if you have the COP, black lung D thing, I'm sorry if I offended you. Forget the initials wrong. But COP28 is the Climate Summit. The Climate Council. The Climate Summit Council. I mean, there's so many different words, depending on what article you get and what you read. Um, They are the Climate Summit. They are the Climate Council. They are the Climate Committee. They have a lot of names. They waste a lot of paper and a lot of ink. Uh, For someone who cares about the climate and cares about emissions and care about footprints, they have a lot of different platforms. They have a lot of different names. They have a lot of different organizations. They have 97,000 delegates that they get together. I'm not going to beat this dead horse. This is between the ribs. I'm a farmer. I'm a local farmer. I live in Florida. I will be in Georgia tomorrow at the Cumberland Mall. Um, and then I will be in Fort Walton tomorrow night uh, in the evening hours uh, meeting two or three. Well, I think I'll meet like 14 people for deliveries. So if you're in Fort Walton and you're just hearing about it, I'm sorry. Uh, we, don't, we think we forgot to get the word out to Fort Walton, but we'll definitely be in Georgia. And then I'm scooting down across and 231. So...
2: Can I just interrupt you for a second? This I just looked up this COP twenty eight. Do you know what the COP stands for? I have no idea. Conference of the Parties. They're like, oh look, we're all going to come <laughs> together and save the
1: earth. Oh, <laughs> hey, we need a COP party for well, just politics. include everyone.
2: The Conference of the Parties. That, okay, you're that's Included. It. Oh,
1: you're you're a freaking genius. I'm that's I. the third party. Donald Trump needs to be the COP candidate. Instead of the GOP, he needs to be the conference of parties. So I'm bringing all the parties together. You're making hit,
2: him a god.
1: No, 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 no! <laughs> please, I am not in that category. Donald Trump is a man. We we talked about the crazy person that came to my shop. We talk about lots of crazy people. The, I'm not sure which. Ones I don't we know. What we about about on on air. Air. We're squirreling <laughs> right now, but there was a guy that came. He's like, "Hey, man. Hey, do you read the Bible? Do you believe in God?" And I was like, "Yeah, I do believe in God, and I do read the Bible." He's like. What rounds with, he's like, you know, in the, in the Bible, it says Jesus is coming back on a white horse and truth and justice will be written on a star and there'll be a sword and uh, there'll be something written over, you know, death will be carried with him and the book of life will be opened. And so the, he's covered
2: in tattoos? And yeah,
1: right. He's Shannon Burke's coming back. He's Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was talking to him. He, his name's on my phone because we were talking on the ride right here. I was trying to figure out how people can listen in Georgia. I have a couple of people that want to tune into the show. And I, I always thought there was, like, a hard station, like one oh three one or 105.5. I thought there was a number. He's like, no, the app. Just have to go the to that. The app,
2: that.
3: yeah.
1: So, um, sorry. They're, hopefully, they're listening to the app. If you are, thank you for listening. We're
2: also live on Facebook. You can find us, Florida
1: Man Radio Network. Okay. Is there an iHeartDeal deal thing, or that's not us?
2: I, that, that's not us. We okay, use Intune for the Alexa.
1: All right, tell everybody real quick. because I mean, they're already well, they listening. were no, no, well, oh, yeah, you're right. Never mind. We're not going to do that. If you're listening, you're listening. But I want to know later. Well, I have people asking me about all these things I don't know about, like their smartphones. It's just
2: in tune as the service. If you just tell your Alexa to play Florida Man Radio, oh, then right then it, it, it tells right. well, you, it's to you. All right, all
1: right, all, all right, all right. Very good. All right. Um, so he's like, you know, it says, like, in the blink of an eye, the trumpet will sound. And I was like, yeah. He's like, what rhymes with trumpet? I was like... Crump it. I'm like, thump it? He's like, no. <laughs> Trump.
2: It? I was like, That's no. Not, that, that doesn't rhyme. That's I was not like, how that works. And if you're
1: listening to the show, please keep on me from it. <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I just think you you're give silly. give us
2: great quality <laughs> yeah, content.
1: Yes. I just think you're silly. But it's like, no, he's like, man, and he's dead. He is so serious. Like, Like, he would fight me over his theory.
2: Is it the same guy...
1: No. Okay. Not from last okay.
2: week. No, 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 no. Oh. I'm just saying we have, oh, yeah, that's. No, okay. not him.
1: Anyway. No. And my texture's down today, <laughs> thank, God. <laughs> thank God. I would have turned his, it off anyway. Thank God it. on his white horse. <laughs> my texture's down today. Hey, but listen, we want you to be a part of the show. The storm front is coming across, so you're not doing nothing but sitting in your porch or on your garage drinking beer, right? Or maybe eating a steak, or maybe you're crocheting the house. You're not doing much. So call us, please. We don't have the uh, open mic up tonight or the text here. We want to hear your voice. 321 339 1055. That's 1055. 1055, Smooth Jams. So
2: we he's, actually do have text up. You just don't. And Axel oh. says, hey, can't wait to see you tomorrow.
1: All right, Axel. Pass the word, bird. All right. So he's like, Trump, man. And truth and justice on his thigh. I was like, Donald Trump has tattoos? The guy's like, no, man. But he's all about truth and justice. I was like, "Oh, but the Bible is pretty clear. This is going to like be tattooed, like it's going to be like engraved. Like he's coming down, and, and I understand the Bible speaks in analogies, but anyways, the guy's standing at me, and at first I thought he was like joking, and then I realized this dude, this cat is off his rocker. Like he's not on medication, or he is on medication, and the prescription's too high because he believes that Donald Trump is the second reincarnation of Jesus Christ, and when my brother in law makes fun of people like me. I try I have to tell him, just like he'll say my brother-in-law Tony, everybody knows he's black, don't don't put me with all black lives matters, because I'm not all black people the same. That's me and Tony talk about that. And then I have to remind him that all crackers ain't the same. Don't put all of us white people in the same category that we all love Donald Trump as our savior. Well,
2: even all Republicans don't love Donald Trump.
1: Exactly. But this cat was crazy. Like eventually he quit talking to me about it. And listen, I I'm I'm team Trump as a political figure, okay?
2: He is not coming to any Morris family barbecues, okay? We're just no. not inviting him because we don't want to, like, hang out with him. But right. maybe we I, do. I don't know. I, I'm just oh, saying. No, no. I no, wouldn't listen. invite him to any barbecues. Let me, but. let me
1: tell you this. If anybody that had a passion to get our country back on track called me and said, hey, we're going to be in Seminole County. Will you host an event? We're going to charge food. Will you cook um, to help raise money for our – now, listen, I'm not saying Republican Democrat. I'm saying raise money – to get the idea of let's get America back on track, let's make America great again, I cook every cow I had on the farm.
2: I'm just saying, as far as we like the, the, the process and what he yes. does more than we like the person.
1: Right. And you but have to be able to Even separate- like if he
2: was my neighbor, no way in hell he's coming to my house for a barbecue. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> no. He would, he, yeah, but he wouldn't be your neighbor, first of all. Right, right. See, yeah. I live in the same yeah. county. No, I'm from the same county he's from. I'm from Palm Beach County. I grew up in Pahokee.
2: Yeah, you grew he up. He lives on the island. He had an island. Right. You're not from the same place.
1: <laughs> it's different. It's it, different. It, it hit different. Yeah. My breakfast and his breakfast hit different. <laughs> he got a spoon, he taps his eggs. I I I I you I, I, grow your eggs. Well, I grow a chicken. <laughs> uh, I, I suck my eggs up with, with half toast and bacon grease. Uh, it's a, it hit different. <laughs> so conference of the parties. Oh, yeah. Back wow, that is so stupid. <laughs> what a stupid name. So, well, not, obviously,
2: everybody wants the planet to last longer than they do.
1: So, I was thinking about this. Um, so, the conference, this is what's going on. This is why they're in overtime. All right. They're engaged in what they call a shuffle diplomacy, which is weird to me, right? I don't that know sounds
2: what, like maybe they, they don't keep a leader at top forever. They, they rotate. It. All around. Yeah, I mean, that,
1: that. All right. So, let's draw straws. You're it today, Heather. Are they not voting? They're just... Well, they are voting. They have 200 different people voting. 200 different countries are, are represented in the, in the discussion uh, as the negotiators. And the demands they have are unrealistic demands, according to OPEC, the oil people, and what they now refer to us as big beef. Okay? And this is an all-out war on big beef and oil. And if you don't understand why it's important to me, listen up. Without energy and energy, you die. Yeah. Without fuel and fuel, you die. Without nourishment and nourishment, you die. It's that simple. And I'm not talking about putting oil, I mean, I'm not talking about putting gasoline in your car. We know we can live without cars. We know we can live without electricity because a lot of people did. Now, not 338 billion. Is that the number for the planet? I don't know. It's a stupid number, right? We have a lot of people. It's a lot. All right. Not a lot. But we can live without power. We can live without cars. But you cannot live without heat. Right? So if if you have to heat something, you have to have a way to heat that. And that energy has to come from wood or it has to come from oil. Oil comes out of the ground. It comes from the earth. Trees come from the ground. They come from the earth. God has given us both. And I thought about this story in the Old Testament where the widow's son died, and she's like, I'm a widow. They're going to come and take my other kids and my house because I don't have enough money to pay for whatever his debt was and, his, and something. But don't quote me on the story. He, the kid either died or he goes getting sold into slavery or something.
2: Or he made it up.
1: Or No, no, I didn't, no, no, I didn't make it up. Maybe the husband died, and when he died— The lady was going to have to give up her son or something. So don't quote me on the story. If you know the story, 321-339-1055, call me and let me know. But she went to Elijah, who was like the, the preacher, the prophet, didn't know what to do. And he said, take the oil. And she goes, I only got this much, a little bit of oil. He said, start filling up all the jars you have and go to all your neighbors and ask for all their jars. And don't stop filling up jars until you have enough oil to pay off your debt. And then call me back. So she started, and she, she was in faith only, only in faith, because she was like, I got eight ounces of oil, and it takes 8,000 ounces to pay off the debt. Elijah is crazy. He's off his rocker. But oil comes from the earth, from God. So, and God works miraculous ways. So she started pouring oil. And do you believe it? She filled up all the jars in her house. She got all the jars from all of her neighbors in her community and filled up every jar And after it was done, she had completely paid off her debt and she had enough oil left over in jars to still take care of her family for the rest of their lives. I said all that to say the God of the universe did not make a planet and did not command us in the very first couple chapters to go forth and be fruitful and multiply and not plan it all the way to the end. You think God is up there right now scratching his thigh?
2: Yeah, but when is the end?
1: When he comes back.
2: I'm just saying, I mean, that very much could be next year. It could be tomorrow. It could be tomorrow. It could happen
1: during our show. Let's not. All right? Yeah, I mean... We say that, but if if you understand God, you know, like come today, Terry, not Jesus. But my son's playing basketball right now. He's one and one for today's conference, and I so hope he wins. Hold off. Not today. I hope he wins the championship. Not today, so, so not today, Jesus. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> Your birthday's in a couple of days. Come on, man, hang out for a minute. You know, chill. But God did not. God's not up there scratching his knees, saying, "Man, Holy Spirit, Son, you know the trin- the Trinity, God, the Father, God, the Son. We didn't make enough all. What are we gonna do with all these crackers down there?" <laughs> we didn't make enough oil. We need, we need the COP to get together 28 times and figure out what to do because we didn't make enough oil for the planet we created. What a bunch of crap. Florida Man Radio, um, Rick Scott's mad as hell. He wants answers. We'll be right back.
0: Getting you back between the ribs with Jonathan Morris on Florida Man Radio. Maybe can't wash off what the good Lord made you no matter how
1: far that highway goes. An old dirt road to get you home. Come on, if you see it in the ride when they try to lie. you to a bullet hole and a stop sign high. That I'm right there, but you put your drinks up high for my country. My hey. country, phone. Hey. Hey. Yeah, Mama Sparks and Colt Ford. Come on now. Heather, <laughs> Heather almost went out and ordered some boots from the Skip guy. <laughs> she almost went online to do What's he doing? Like buy two, get eight free or something? Oh. <laughs> the Skip guy, whatever y'all. Yeah, you y'all, y'all talking about. It. There's uh, a
2: contest right now.
1: Oh, is there? Yes. We're,
2: we're giving away like $250 to uh, Skip's Western wear. So you can go get yourself some.
1: Fancy oh, boots or a. a
2: boot. I don't know how that works. I don't know how it works. But either. good luck to anybody who gets
3: it because that's just, a lot figured, of money. <laughs> I figured be
1: part of Florida Man Radio. I'd I'd, I'd throw his name out there than than the Western Wear guy or whoever else. Um, even though I don't know how I've ever met him, but uh, well, I've well, seen
2: his shoes. I have. I've seen the yeah. boot of
1: Shannon wear. I'm a boot guy. You know, like I got my American flags I was on say, today. I like those. Yeah, I got my American those flags. Those are on. not iguana. <laughs> no, but I do want a pair. I never want to put my family in a in a financial bind for something I want. Um, I only want a few things in life. I want a Kalahuta leopard dog. Really? I want two of them. I, 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 I got a picture of Tycho. I'll show you during the break. So,
2: Well, you can show the camera now, and if they're on Facebook, they'll see it. Well,
1: I, I got a story pulled okay. up. I don't want to lose my spot on my Do phone. Do yep. um, We'll get my Kalahuta leopard, my leopard. I'm getting, a little, leopard I'm getting a little bit older. I'm not out of my prom, but instead of me rounding up animals, I, I was watching some videos on some well-trained Catahoula's, and the farmer just kind of sits back on his horse, and or on a, or on on the side by side of his four wheeler, and the dogs just put the put the put the put the bulls and the cows in the trailer, and and they also fight off coyotes and bears and and wolves depending on where you're at. You they're know? good
2: dogs, and they don't look as strong as they actually are. But mine pulled me down the street when I was seven years old.
1: And they're crazy. They had no crazy eyes. They had the blue yellow looking eyes. I don't know if well, a peer, okay. A, so a Catahoula is basically a cur dog, right? It's a recognized breed, but it's a cross between different dogs, and it was bred to be able to handle the area of the swamp, the bayou, if you will, of uh, South Louisiana. Louisiana, they call it. You know what I mean? I did
2: not know
1: that. That's where the Catahoula leopard originates from. I can't get Pahokee out of my mind and my blood and my DNA, so even though I live in Central Florida, I still refer myself as a swampy type of guy. And I don't think the swamp will ever get out of me. You know, I'm I'm from the Everglades. You know, Muck City, they call it. Pahokee. All right? Um, So I want me a swampy dog. That's what I want. I want me a swampy bulldog or a swampy catahoula. And we got uh, Brody, our, our, our American pit bull terrier, and he has farm work in his blood. He's a work dog. What they call game. He's gamey, right? He doesn't necessarily want to fight, but he wants to work. He wants to nip. He wants to move stuff. He wants to let things know I'm here and I'm watching. We take him out to the farm and he'll run the fence line, checking everything out, and he'll get close to the animals, but he won't touch them.
2: What does he do if there's something wrong with your fence? Uh, He goes
1: (laughs) goes through it. He exposes the weakness. Okay. And then you're like, bro, get your butt back over here.
2: And he does.
1: Well, he used to not until I had to put that that 13 and a half on him.
2: What does that that mean? On my
1: boot. Uh, I believe in cruelty to animals.
2: That is rude. Watch out. He's going, he's going to
1: take you for a run down the road and drag your butt. Nah, bro, I don't get drugs. I do the dragging. <laughs> but anyways, it hit different when you're running 1,400 T levels. Oh, We're going to get to that, by the way. Do you know there's a difference between the amount of T levels your husband could get? If your husband was short on T levels, and I'm not saying he is, but any man. You know, estrogen's in our water. There's a lot of estrogen in our foods. They they found it. They, they studied it. If a man is low on T levels because of age, progression, Lifestyle drugs, whatever, and he goes to his doctor. The doctor can only legally give him so much testosterone, but if you want to become a man, they will jack your butt up.
2: I think we're skipping forward. We are okay. So let's back up. Okay, Rick
1: Scott's bad as hell.
2: Yep, back to Rick Scott.
1: I don't understand why the go. Well, we he- got
2: to tell people what he's doing first.
1: Well, he what is he doing? He's I don't know. You brought the story. Well, he's bad because I think I, I think he's a Florida State alumni. The way I read the story. Is, is Rick, did Rick Scott graduate from Florida State? Now, first of all, let me tell everybody I hate Florida State. I won't fight you over Florida State. The only time you can have a Florida State game on in my house is if somebody from the SEC is beating them or Miami's playing. Okay,
2: Rick Scott graduated from the University of Missouri, Kansas City.
1: So, why is he mad about Florida State?
2: Because that's where he is. Isn't he in Tallahassee?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, he's okay. in a
2: football town.
1: Right. You have to be well. Loyal there's a lot of it. politicians and lawmakers weighing in on this, which is weird. But Rick Scott says,
2: and the whole matter of fact of the entire situation. I'm glad he's weighing in.
1: No, and you know, for all the other things. Okay, this is my take on it. Three two one three three nine one zero five five. Let me know.
2: And this has to do with the FSU. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to get there.
1: Okay. The, the Florida State University FSU went undefeated. Now they play a bunch of high schools and they play the University of Miami and yeah, they play Florida, but. They have a very weak schedule. They don't win very aggressively. And I'm not knocking them. I just don't care for Florida State. I never have, all the way back to uh, whatever the guy's name was, Charlie Ward or whatever. I just don't like them. That's right. All right. But they, they you can't dispute that they went undefeated in their conference. And without their starting quarterback, who they say is a deciding factor, they still won their conference championship.
2: Clearly, it wasn't a deciding factor.
1: Right. And even though it was an ugly win, it doesn't matter. A win's a win. Yeah. I mean, you can get if you're a boxer, you can get beat every round. And then the last round, throw a haymaker, knock the guy out, and you won the boxing match. I mean, that's how, that's how competition goes. It doesn't matter how bad you're getting beat up or how ugly it is. A win is a win. That's mm-hmm. how it works. So on behalf of Florida State and all the Seminoles out there, they went undefeated and they won their conference. And the college football bowl committee—they really can't explain themselves. And this is what behooves me—if that's the proper way to use that word. I love the word "behoove," I don't use it a lot anymore. Um, I don't, I don't have—I don't think I had the proper understanding of it. <laughs> but this is what behooves me: is this is the last year of the only four teams. So wouldn't this be the year you would want to shake it up and leave Alabama home? Or leave, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm an SEC fan. I love the SEC. Georgia lost to Alabama. They left Georgia out. Georgia was 47 and one, right? They've won every game they played in the last three years, except they lost their championship game. SEC championship game to Alabama.
2: Okay.
1: Now they got Alabama in. Well, because they let Alabama in with one loss, you have to accept Texas because Texas, who also has a loss, but they beat Alabama. So how can Alabama be better than Florida State and Georgia unless the team that beat Alabama is better than them also? So that's why you have the teams you have in, and we're only going to focus on Alabama and Texas because those are the two teams they shouldn't be in because they both have one loss, and you have undefeated teams that are in there. But Rick Scott and other lawmakers are mad as hell, and they said, this is bad for our country, which I don't understand. I guess, I guess because... With everything we got going on right now, kind of some insurgent and some black li- black Lives matter stuff, some some Jewish stuff, some Hamas Palestine stuff. I some think stuff
2: that like matters to the entire world, not just to
1: sporting people. Right, but I think sports athletics is one of those things that simmer people down. Some people go there for their peace. Like some people like fishing. They go out on the lake, they want to fish, they want to stand on a riverbank, throw a pole, or they're out in a boat. You, listen, you'll be surprised. Right. They're,
2: fishing is calming. Going to a football game is not.
1: Do you understand how many people worship college football? Uh, yeah. As a god? Uh, but-
2: I, I get as like an idol type thing. Right? No, what I'm yeah. saying is that's
1: their sanctuary, and I'm not knocking them. Hey, if that's your deal. That's your deal. Yeah, have I, you
2: seen them when they lose? Those same people yes. lose their damn mind. It was
1: almost like they were the guys there when they crucified Jesus Christ. <laughs> not mean to be disrespectful, but it's it's their god. It's their idol. They that is their team. And I think Rick Scott is meaning. and I could be wrong, but I think he's meaning like this is bad for the country because this is the time of year when the distraction is the bowl games get your mind off of politics get your mind off of everything we got some bowl games coming up we got some really good commercials getting ready to come up we got the super bowl coming up we got all this stuff that people are excited about excited about and now you got just people that are mad as hell and they want answers well guess what Mr. Bill Hancock gave us some answers he sent a letter out and he told Rick Scott and I love it when you have people they can tell other people's stuff because, yeah, you may be a politician, you may have been a senator, you may have been governor, but you're just a guy. You're a politician. It's like I always say, dance, monkey dance. I never understand why people, hey, did you hear what Pierce Morgan said? Or did you hear what, uh, uh what's the girl, Taylor Swift? Did you hear what Taylor Swift said? I don't care. I don't care what Taylor Swift says. I don't care what Marky Bark says. I don't care what Arnold Schwarzenegger says. <laughs> you almost died when I said Marky Bark. My bad. You spilled <laughs> your drink all over you. <laughs> I don't care what Vin Diesel says. I I don't I don't care what any of them had to say cause they're monkeys. Dance, monkey, dance. You're the jester in the court's kingdom, and we're the kings, and we pay you to entertain us. So entertain us. And stop giving us your political views and your your knowledge. Like uh uh what's his name? What's the short guy that stands on steps? uh, uh but he's an action hero. Um not Tom Hanks, uh Tom Cruise.
2: Ah. I was wondering if you were talking about DeSantis in his shoes. Oh, DeSantis, yeah,
1: yeah. I lost a little bit of respect for him over that uh, when I found that out. I not say,
2: everyone can be six foot eight. All right, I'm Just, not. I'm
1: six two. Okay, whatever. I, but I'm 297 pounds. But anyways, anybody
2: can be that though.
1: But I'm solid muscle. Yeah, can't always be that. So, but here's my thing. I don't try to be six three. I don't try to be six four. I don't hump slump over and try to be six one. I am what God made me. Be who you are, Ron DeSantis. If God made you five eight, five seven, be just be that and own it. Do you know one of the strongest men in the world? In the world, Mario Pagnuski. Mario, Parnusk, Mario he's a Polish powerlifter. He's a little bitty guy, but he's like an ox, man, and he owns his size and he just added NAS to him. He don't try to be tall like you know the big, the big, big, big powerlifters. He's just in his lane. So, anyways. Uh, I love when people get to tell people stuff. And he's basically like, where the he He said, let us tell you how this goes down. He wrote a letter to Rick Scott and to other lawmakers. So there's more than Rick Scott weighing in on this. Does, does your husband care? Does he, does he care that Florida State's out?
2: Mm, probably not.
1: You know He don't get down on that? That's what I tell people. Just, it's you know, okay. I tell people, I got grown man stuff to do with my wife. I like football and I like college football, but I got other things to worry about, about being in and being out. Does that make sense? He said the protocol the committee uses requires it to take in, uh, injuries into consideration. And it determined that quarterback Jordan Travis had a season-ending in- injury that caused the committee to believe that there were indeed four other teams that should be ranked higher than Florida State. In addition, the seminal strength of schedule was not as strong as those of the four teams ranked ahead of them, Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama. Okay. In nodding to the strength of schedule, Hancock wrote, if being undefeated without regard to team strength, a schedule was part of our protocol, other universities with other re- undefeated records would have routinely been considered for the playoffs. There have been eight, counting Florida State, undefeated teams that we did not put in. And well, I, it seems like they need to
2: make it bigger then if there's eight of them.
1: So they did. So starting next year, I believe it's going to 12. Right. And if you have a comment or a concern, 321-339-1055. I'd like to hear how you feel about it. Uh, It's a big weekend coming up. Christmas is coming. Uh, Are you ready for
2: Christmas? Yeah, I am ready.
1: I I saw this thing. that says, I'm not ready for today, Susan.
2: Well, I saw this thing that said...
1: Oh, are you going to read it to me? Do you want me to? Do we have time? Or do we, yeah. read
2: it well, we can do it. Do My it. closet's full of Amazon boxes. Zero presents are wrapped. The kids are crazy. Kids' classrooms have festivities with dress-up days every day. The house looks like a crime scene, and the food in the <laughs> fridge requires a recipe I'm not sure I can pull off. Also, I'm 90% sure I'm forgetting something or someone. <laughs> this is fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine.
1: Everything's fine. Mind your own business. Go back to your house with your plate of cookies. I'll be in Georgia tomorrow at the Cumberland Mall at 10 a.m. You can text 407-402-5686 and place an order. And when I get back out of the radio show, we're going to pull orders tonight, pack out, and be there. Do we have a call? We're going to have a break. Fireman Radio, Christmas water down. Santa gives parents, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. I'm going to rock your water when we get back.
0: Back between the ribs with Jonathan Morris on Florida Man Radio. I'd can the good No
2: matter how far that
3: highway goes, I like to work on the
1: intro. I like, uh, like to get the. I get it. I like to get the volume higher on the first word, please. Next time, now can I kind of request that from the production department? Sure. Can you work on
2: that?
3: I say I'm here.
1: out here on a thousand acre plot of land. Hey. Everything I say, I say it on purpose. If you like it, love it, hate it, I, don't, I, I do care a little bit. Um, but I don't do things.
2: We're doing a corrections corner. No?
1: Corrections corner. Well, no, I, I don't have a correction to make. I have an implication to make. Oh. My a, implication was, and yes, I don't know you, if it's an
2: implication. Oh. It's your.
1: My theory, my thought process.
2: It's not an implication, but it's not just, a, want, a, just explaining the way that you said something. Because okay. I caught it, too, but we just had a caller, and I think you upset somebody, so you're well, going to explain.
1: I would love, ma'am, I'm a very chivalrous uh, gentleman. I will not argue, yell, or cuss at you on the radio. I would like to talk to you over there air, air about it, though. Um, she
2: knows her sports. She does. Much better and than
1: me. I thank, thank you for catching that. But what I said, and Joe from Atlanta is going to back me up on this. What I said, I said, Florida State plays high school teams.
2: But you didn't mean actual <laughs> high school teams. When I heard that, I was like, "There's no way. All There's right. no way." But I don't know sports, so, so I mean,
1: that—that's a saying in football that's kind of like a put-down to be like, "Well, you play high school teams. It don't matter." Like people are like, hey, "Well, how come Texas Christian ain't in?" And I like Texas Christian, by the way.
2: It'd be—you should just say
1: those are rec teams. Rec teams. Uh, rec oh, teams. Oh, oh, all oh, your all your Hey, how about this? <laughs> all your games are warm-up games. Oh, I don't want to make her mad because we may have a lot of Florida State fans, and I don't mean to personally insult you. I just never cared for Florida State, and yeah, I I, but I, I, I will UCF tell you this. Fan. I will tell you this. I
2: don't
3: this,
1: think they have football. In all kudos to Florida State, they are leaving the ACC, is what I heard. I don't. I have a lot going on with my wife. And a game we play. So I haven't been able to keep up with all the stuff going on with the conferences and they're doing away with one conference and doing another conference and they're they're doing a portal. So I apologize. I am not I am not a sports show. But I do know since nineteen eighty five, I've been watching football. And I just don't care for Florida State. And I made a joke, and yes, I meant that with all sincerity. Cause I bet you, young young lady that called the show. I guarantee you, you got some terrible jokes to say about the University of Georgia. Go, dogs. And you also probably have bad things to say about the University of Florida and the University of Miami.
2: I don't know anything about UGA, <laughs> but I know about Georgia and I'm going to keep my opinions to myself.
1: There you go. But yeah, so I made a reference. And Joe from Atlanta, can you please back me up? Florida State has a weak schedule. And the LSU, if it had been three years ago, they would have stomped that butt. They, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have been a game. Uh, This year, Florida, I mean, let's be honest, LSU this year is weak. They're almost almost ranked uh, lower than Vanderbilt. (laughs) Uh, But all in fun. Yes, Nate, thank you. Nate just said it the best. See, I'm not diplomatic. I got to get more diplomatic. Maybe I wouldn't have hurt the young lady's feelings if I'd have been as diplomatic as Nate. Nate said the ACC is warm-up games. Go SEC. So, yes. We say that, but, man, do you understand, Nate, if Florida State shows up and beats the crap out of Georgia, we are in trouble. We're going to have to eat our words when we get back after the holiday break. I don't think that's going to happen because I think both teams are pissed off. Ooh. You can say all right. all right. I think both teams are peed off because um, they both should have been there. In all fairness, Texas and Alabama should be out. They should be number five and number six. And Florida State should be ranked number three based on the fact that they're the ACC. And even though they're not the best conference in the world, they're Florida State. Florida State has been around for a long time. And even though I, I do not like Florida State at all, I, I, you, know, well, you have to give credit. Bobby Bowden built a program. He built a legacy, right? And yet yeah, Florida State and the ACC is very weak right now. But because of history of college, you know, because of history, and you know what? This is going to be a great segue into the University of Penn um, so thank you for being a Segway genius, Jonathan. Uh, legacies and history can only take you so far. I know, right? I amuse myself. I amaze myself, Heather. Uh, and if my wife's listening; she's giggling right now. She's like, "Oh, Jonathan, stop it!" Oh, Jonathan, stop it! Uh, Jonathan. She's actually calling me. <laughs> she's actually calling me an mf for telling me to <laughs> wash my mouth. But anyways, uh, legacy and history can only take you so far. And and that's a twofold. That's a twofold hypocrisy statement because Florida State had a legacy and they've lost it. Georgia, on the other hand, they're 47 and one. Let me repeat that. 47 and one. 47
2: wins and one loss.
1: Yes. Okay. They set records this year. They've won more games in their conference than any other team ever. They were getting ready to do a three-peat triple that's back to back to back. Right? They've won more Regular season games, more conference games, more bowl games than anybody. They set all these records. One loss to Alabama, got them kicked out of the top four. I, I, it doesn't make sense to me. It's a money thing. It's a money grab. Listen, Nick Saban, in in Alabama, my son wants to go to he he wants to play at Alabama. Well He wants to go to Georgia now, but he wanted to go to Alabama for a long time. Okay, you know what? Listen, Joe, I I I agree with half your statement. Okay, UCF should have been invited to the final Wait, but four. Wait, you got
2: to tell him what your oh, statement
1: I'm sorry, is. Joe. Can you open that up and read Joe's text? Um,
2: hold
1: I, on. I still got my my, my clicker finger still messed up here. I still got a hurted finger there. Uh, you game? Do we got to go into UPin real quick? We got to call. What we got? Oh, we got. All right, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, uh, my bad. Let me, uh, let me. I want to see what Joe had to say here. Hang on one second, everybody. It's Saturday, week of Christmas. Joe says, Jonathan, using that logic, UCF should have been a championship contender a few years ago, and they should not have. I agree with you on that. Listen, and that's why they were not, because UCF has, they don't really have a big history of being a championship caliber type team. Now, they did beat Auburn that year in the bowl game, so we all had to eat, eat that sandwich. Yes, ma'am.
2: Okay, we have Dave in the Panhandle.
1: Big Do you Dave. Talk to him? Yeah, I'm coming. Go
2: uh, ahead. Dave. Hey, Dave, you're on air.
1: 27 hours from now, Dave, me and you'll be face to face.
2: Hey, guys, how are
1: you doing? Oh, wrong, Dave. Hey, Dave, how you doing, buddy?
3: Hey, I'm great. I'm great. Hey, listen. So, Jonathan, this is a good topic. I'm not a big uh, football fan. I love your comment about the dance monkey dance with a lot of these folks and entertainment. But let's talk about this football. So, ask me who my favorite college football team is.
1: Dave, who's your favorite college football team?
0: Whoever is playing Alabama. <laughs>
1: you and about 97,000 other people. <laughs>
3: now now, now, your phone lines are going to blow up because all the people that never went to Alabama but love Alabama are going to call and boo who. Now, did Florida State get the shaft? I think they did, but I think this game... That's coming up with Florida State. Georgia is going to be the game of the year. Yes. So let's see what happens. I want to wish you guys there a very very Merry Christmas. Thank you. And thank you so much for your show. It's awesome.
1: Hey, Dave. Thank you. Listen, and I have one question for you, Dave. And I love the SEC, but how come? And we'll we'll, we'll let you go on this with Dave. How come Alabama got an elephant as a mascot roll time? I don't. I don't. I don't understand. Uh, yeah.
3: It should be a donkey.
1: It should be a donkey. <laughs> All right, Dave, thanks, buddy. Merry Christmas. I'll be in the Panhandle tomorrow around 6 or 7. Uh, I'm eating another Dave uh, there. And uh, so if you're, in, if you're in that area between 231 and Fort Walton, I'll be in that area tomorrow <laughs> evening. Um, I can bring you a prime rib, a meat box, whatever you want.
2: And we also have Linda
1: on the line. Hey, Linda, <laughs> hey. you're on air. Hey, Linda. Hey,
2: how are
3: y'all?
1: We're well, ma'am. How are you?
3: Okay, so... So, listen, the only way Georgia went 47-1 and one is because they only play each other in the SEC. And the rest of the teams that they schedule are weak. Now, the, F, the ACC, they will play the stronger teams. And you have to give credit to the ACC for getting stronger every year. I am so over this SEC stuff. Anyway, I, I, listen, but I, I appreciate your show. Yes,
1: man, thank and you. And
3: forty-seven and one in the SEC for the last couple of years. Nobody's strong in that conference. Look at all of them, even in the East, the West. Um, it, it's just it's it's ridiculous to keep <laughs> on that thing about the SEC is the best team or the strongest conference in the and the NCAA, it's just crazy.
1: Yes, ma'am. Well, listen, I really appreciate it, and thank you so much. But some would argue with you that there's the SEC, and then there's everybody else. <laughs> well, that
3: is because they never want to give up. They're living in the, the they're living in the '80s, '90s, and even in the 2000s. Right. But uh, the reason Alabama stays strong is because the SEC started getting weak several years ago. they Look at, uh, what has anybody, and you compare Florida State, or you compare, who do you compare to Vanderbilt?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I compared LSU to Vanderbilt this year. LSU used to okay. be very strong, well, but playing LSU is, LSU, was a, LSU but you know, Vanderbilt's in the SEC also, you know that, right?
3: Well, of course, and <laughs> t- t- Tulane used to be, but I look for uh, Vanderbilt to go the way of Tulane. They're going to have to get both of them out. And, so, and you you bragged. I don't think this would have bothered me so much if you had not bragged about being from Louisiana so much. And then forgetting that Florida State has beaten LSU twice. And you know who my second favorite team is? Who's that? LSU. Yes, ma'am. When Florida State started failing, I went all in for LSU. Yeah, the so year right. Jim
1: Burroughs. Yes, and, hey, hey, anyway. and Jim Burroughs is a fantastic young man and a great gentleman, and Coach Bergeron. Um, and, well, all the coaches, and I'm about to let you go on that, but thank you very much. We're up against the break. I, I do need you to, everybody to understand one thing. I was raised in South Florida. I was born in Miami. I was born in a town called Pahokee. All we knew was the University of Miami and the Miami Dolphins, right? And then I think there was the Marlins or something in the baseball team down there. But anyways... I met Steve Spurrier one day, and I left Miami, University of Miami, and I went all SEC. Uh, and there was a time when I was on the LSU bandwagon because we do a lot of sugar cane down there. But anyways, a lot of stuff I say just to rile you up because football is about riling each other up, right? But FSU still weak. Florida Man, <laughs> Florida Man Radio, Jonathan Morris, Between the Ribs. We'll be right back.
0: <laughs> Getting you back Between the Ribs with Jonathan Morris on Florida Man Radio. Now, some of y'all can sing, some of y'all can dance. Can you overalls all your dirty work pants? Joe Biden blasts
1: guy. the impeachment inquiry as unfounded and baseless. Well, they have, folks, it's over. We don't need an impeachment. Uh, uh, County Police Department, Heather, hey, Heather, Hippopotamus, open your door. We have three uh, warrants for murder on you.
2: Oh, oh, I just, you know, it's it's unfounded. So,
1: oh, we got the wrong address. Sorry. We'll leave you alone. Sorry for bothering you, Miss Hippopotamus. Uh, we won't look into the murder charges and the disappearance of your husband because you said it's unfounded and baseless.
2: Well, that one is. Which one? Uh, the, the murder. <laughs> what? You what? I, that one's unfounded. But how, re- one.
1: how ridiculous is that? Uh, I just made that up. So if the FBI is listening, Miss Hippopotamus did not kill Mr. Hippopotamus. And he is not missing. He's home being a great dad, taking care of the kids, probably. Yes. Or the kids are taking care of him, however that works. Uh, but isn't it herodicy, and I know the people out there, and I understand now that I need to up my game because I did not realize the level of education of some of our listeners on Saturday afternoon. Um, I always knew I had the best audience. But, I, but, but man, having some good dialogue about football I got I to gotta get, get back in the books. It means my,
2: not me, so keep calling in.
1: Yeah, I got to get my <laughs> education back up. But I'm not done pissing, pissing people off yet. Um, you know, nobody was crying back in the 80s and 90s when it was always University of Miami and Florida State, University of Miami and Florida State. And if you're old enough to remember, there was a time when the only things that mattered in college football Was University of Miami, University, I'm sorry, in Florida State, and every once in a while this team called Nebraska would show up, and the crazy thing was, and then University of Florida, UF, got involved, and they kind of took the spot of Miami because they refused to play Miami, so they never were getting beat by Miami. But that's a long story, anyways. And I'm fair to everybody; I I beat everybody up on purpose. All right, Miss Linda. you know, Florida, would, that, Florida got beat by Miami so bad back, I think, in the early 80s or late 70s that they took them off the schedule for like 27 years. Like they refused to play the University of Miami because Verde and Boom Shaka Shaka Irving just, they beat them so bad, like they just, they never played them again. They just stopped playing them. Uh, but I remember watching year after year after year of undefeated, undefeated, they play. Florida State beat University of Miami with two seconds left or or when the Gators showed up, Gators beat the Florida State with one by a field goal as time expired. All that meant was they would have a rematch for the national title. And normally the guy that lost the first time would win the second time. And those are legacies. That's heritage that's built. And I believe with all sincerity, I know I say this and I know I make people mad, but Nebraska's irrelevant. You know, the uh, Iowa teams up there, I mean these guys don't they don't they don't they're good at times. But when you look at the SEC, and this is what I have to say to everybody, I'm going to get off this bandwagon because I want to get into University of Penn because this is more important. Football is great, but this is more important. The problem with the SEC is exactly right. And the reason the SEC is not as strong as it should be, even though they're strong, is because they beat each other up. That would be like imagine if Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield had to fight each other every time in order to find out who was going to be the contender to fight – you know, Muhammad Ali, even though, that, even though that that's not a real thing. I made all that. Those are real people, but they, don't, they, don't, they didn't all fight at the same time. All right? So I'm just throwing names out there. But imagine if the best contenders had to fight each other every time to, be the, to fight the winner. Well, the winner over there is just going to sit back and wait from the, from the other areas as these people just beat themselves up. You look at Auburn and Alabama this year. The, Auburn did not, has not had a great record, and they've been weak, but they almost beat Alabama in the Iron Bowl. You know, and then, and then you look at Georgia, who's 47 and one, got knocked off by Alabama. So the problem with the SEC is the SEC. They beat each other to death. But, anyways, <laughs> no, actually, uh, Nate actually said uh, we should change the name of the show to Between the Sidelines for Jonathan Morris. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's segue kind of into, into higher education, if you will. All right. And I will, well, one more thing. I really wish Kirby Smart and whatever the guy's name is that coaches Florida State, I don't know his name. Oh, my goodness. I'm not being disrespectful. I just don't know his name. Uh, I wish they would come out, both of them, and have a press conference and say, all of our number ones are going to play. They're going to start. and They're going to play the game. And we're going to play this like it was the national championship. I guarantee you if that happened, the F- Georgia-Florida State game would bring more people, more Mike audience. Morble. Mike who? Mike Norville. Mike Norville. coach. All right, for Florida State. I guarantee you, if both coaches came out and said, we guarantee you our number ones are going to play, more people will watch the Georgia-Florida State game than all four of the championship games combined. I guarantee it. Yeah, that would be a good... You gr- heard that would it be- here first. You heard it here first, folks. drive the All right. Yeah, I'm going to tell you how to how to cure a uh, smoke pork belly this week. Yes. Uh, I think you sent me a Facebook post. We'll get to that. All right. The word endowment is a fancy word, and I think I think the I think the shift the tide of America huh, get it tied real tight. <clears throat> I'm sorry, that was bad. It's starting to change, and I like it. I really, really, I really, 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 really like it. Um, Heather, what's what's the fancy?
2: An endowment is an aggregation of assets invested by a college or university to support its educational and research mission in perpetuity.
1: That's a fancy way. What did you say? A lot of words. That was a lot of useless words and that's unnecessary a, words.
2: That's a lot of extra words. Extra
1: words. That's stupidity by definition. That's, a, that's, that, that's just a way for people to give money to their cause that they want to promote.
2: It sounds fancy. It must be important.
1: Well, here's what I don't understand. Okay. And I wanted to kind of start with this. I'd like to say F California and F the so-called premier upper the universities. You know, the old days, it was like uh, the way California goes is the way the country goes or the way higher learning goes. And you can't even call it higher learning anymore. It's higher propaganda. The way higher learning goes is the way the country goes. And you have these so-called, now I'm being very facetious right now, I'm being very sarcastic. If you're just now tuning in Between the Ribs, we'll get to some meat and support billy in just a minute. But it's very, uh, is dogmatic the right word? I don't know either, but I like dogmatic. We're going to use dogmatic. Go dogs. Uh, for these places that call them higher learner learning uh, uh, sanctuaries, uh, uh, institutions, that all they're doing is taking these young, open-minded children that want to explore. I have a daughter that wants to be a neurologist. She's in the 11th grade in high school. She plays basketball. She lifts weights. She sings at church. She's very, very, very gifted from God. She wants to find cures to things. She wants to fix things in people that she sees, and she feels like it's a call from God, and I feel like it's a call from God, too. But we're trying to figure out where she can go to college and learn how to do neurology without learning the other crap that they're trying to indoctrinate children.
2: I think as long as the parents are involved, I don't think you have to worry about that.
1: Well, you do if you send them off. So if we live here and we send her up to Harvard, which we're not sending her to Harvard. But if we were to send her to a school like that and she's a thousand miles away or however far away it is, how, how, do you, how are you involved? And when you get an email or a phone call home. Hey, Dad, I'm learning this in class, and if I don't answer it this way, I'm going to flunk class, and, and the $97 million we paid for school is out the window. State college, by the way, is maybe the way to go. Yeah. Similar State, Volusia oh, State. Oh. <laughs> Community
2: college is the way to, is the, what you do. Man, I tell you,
1: you have more control. I got a daughter graduated from, from a Similar State with a teacher, teaching degree, and she's got the same degree the other kids got, and the teachers are local to Seminole County, some of them go to church with us, some of them don't, that doesn't. that part doesn't necessarily matter, but they have fundamental core values of family, and real science, not the fake science, which we're going to get to that. I, ironically, the different amount of testosterone allowed to a woman who wants to become a man versus a man that just wants to stay a man uh, to, to keep up with his wife and, and life and society and strength, but... People are starting to wake up and notice, and this is kind of encouraging to Jonathan Morris. I really would like, listen, as much as you are in, in, in involved in college football, I need you to be involved in this. I really would like to hear what you think. 321 339 1055. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, lawmakers just defeated a legislation that was going to send Heather, you ready for this? I'm ready. $33.5 million to the University of Pennsylvania's veterinarian school. I don't live in Pennsylvania.
2: Maybe they're solving cancer for dogs. What? I mean, they need money for research, right?
1: Oh, oh okay. All right, great. <laughs> Maybe that's better than sitting to Ukraine. Okay, I'll, I'll go that far to say that. It's definitely better than going to Ukraine. But we have a, well, our our our, our debt is what? S- some crazy trillion number that I don't even have off the top of my head. I don't have it written down. And we're giving $33.5 million to the University of Pennsylvania just for their veterinarian. Department is that wasted money? Like, what does the college tuition go to, and what does all the money you pay and your meal ticket and all—all all, you know, your—well, your, your well, obviously your meal ticket goes to your meal. But what does all the money you pay go to, and why is there a deficit if these universities are getting government money, taxpayers' money? I, it doesn't—I don't understand that part. And then. To change the curriculum, this is what this is, okay. So, this is the part that makes me mad. They, they talk about separation of church and state, right? Separation of this, separation of the federal and the states, and we can't cross lines, and we can't, oh, we can't do that because, you know, you may lose your federal funding. But yet, you have universities that can stand up and say, we need the eradication of all Jewish people. Hamas is not a terror operation. They are a group of people that are just fighting for what's theirs, you know, we gotta take their sides. Kind of like the Black Lives Matter movement, right? Why are we funding that? If that's your stance, if that's your base, make your own money, get your own donations. Well,
2: this says that university endowments are funds that colleges and universities receive from organizations and individual donors. So is some of that funding coming from veterinarians' offices?
1: OK, so this year was from, I guess, the state of Pennsylvania, because it was Pennsylvania legislation was set to award thirty three point five million dollars to the University of Pennsylvania's veterinarian school this year.
2: Mm, I don't understand that
1: one. I don't either. Now, it got shot down. And I think this is cool because, you know. As a Christian, you you get disappointed sometimes when you hear like, oh man, you talked about the Bible in school, so we took your PE funding, or you talked about Jesus out loud, and uh, the Muslim people got bad, and you offended them, so we're not gonna uh, uh, fund your art program this year. So I'm kind of excited that somebody had the testicles to stand up and say, your stance on the Israel-Hamas war and the fact that you refuse to call, uh, and I'm, I don't know why I can't say this word. No disrespect to Jewish people. Anti-Semitism. Semitic.
2: Anti-Semitism.
1: That's it. Anti-Semitism. I got it. I nailed it. Anti-Semitism. Okay. And Islamophobia. What? Are you
2: serious? So if you don't well, like. I'm terrified of the ones that want to kill us. You know, this is
1: crazy to me, right? We live in a society that, hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a heterosexual a uh, white male. Oh, you're a blackophobe, You're a homophobe. You're no. no you're a I'm
2: just cis a male. You're a cis male. Why? Why can't I just I be Jonathan? I don't
1: know. So I, I, my question is: Why are you an Islamophobe? Or or are allowed to talk about the 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 genocide of Jewish people on a campus? And I'm glad. I'm glad the president Gilad or whatever her name is was forced to resign. And I'm glad, so this, so this is a good story. I know sometimes it's hard to hear anger from excitement, but I'm glad that the state of Pennsylvania has voted and defeated $33 million, $33.5 million to a school who was a propaganda machine.
2: So they prevented that $33 million? They stopped million. it. Okay.
1: Yes, a Republican out of Pennsylvania, and I, I'm trying to find his name. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll find it later. But... Uh, a, Oh, GOP House Minority Leader Brian Kohler said, no, that's, all right, I'll I'll try to find it. That part, you know what, his name doesn't matter. The fact that somebody in the Republican Conservative Party had the testicles to stand up and say, wait a minute, whoa, 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 hit the brakes, hold the phone, before we send $33.5 million to a propaganda machine, maybe we defund them. You remember defund the police? How about we defund major universities and let them starve, let their higher-up, You know, leadership that's making $18 billion a year to sit on a board of executives. Let them go eat a tuna fish sandwich somewhere. Now, we're going to get to Christmas when I get back because we're a week out. We're nine days away. And I'm excited about Christmas. We go to, how are we we doing? All right, we're going to take a break. But I would just like to once again say F you to all the higher learning universities that are propaganda machines. And I would like to say I'm pro state college. All right? Seminole State. Because <clears throat> I live in Seminole county. <laughs> and I'm sure, you know what? Pensacola Christian College is a great college. They have a backup program. You can homeschool your kid there if you want to. They don't pay me to say that. I just, I just thought you should know that. Beef ribs, boom-bastic beef ribs, and pork belly. That's on the agenda here at Morganic Meats, Morse Valley Farms. Between the Ribs. When we get back, Florida Band Radio. We'll be right back.
0: Between the ribs with Jonathan Morris on Florida Man Radio.
1: Yeah, I like it. I like it. Dirty mouth. Um, beef ribs, boomastic. That's the recipe. And pork belly that'll change your life. But first, we got Sam Holden. Uh Sam, keep it tight. Let's roll, buddy. What you got?
3: Hey, young man. Good show as always. So, listen, uh, in regards to the Penn and all them high-ranked colleges, it comes to the belief with the January 6th people that's in, in prison now are our, our constitutional lawyers that had no chance of winning. Do you not think that we, the people, no longer control our company, our country? Do you not think? I need your answer, Jonathan. You're a great farmer. And how much are your calves? I really need you to answer me that. When the
1: so how much okay. are your calves? All right. So mm-hmm. because we're up against a tight show, Sam, I'll answer all three of them. Question number one, calves run about $550 to $600. And then as they grow, they go up in price, um, you know, seven, eight, nine hundred dollars 800 900 depending on, on the- it's because all, it's by pound, right? By pound, yeah. And it's- So, how- so basically, you're going to get a calf for like $2, $2 a pound, two twenty five a pound.
2: What? Yeah,
1: they're, they're a little high. They used to be around a dollar ten. No, two twenty five for a cow is expensive. Really? Yeah, because you got you got the live weight. So, like slaughter weight of a cow is six forty nine or six ninety nine hanging weight based on the half of the whole. But that's the carcass weight, the hanging weight. A lot of there's a lot
2: of pieces that you don't use. Right. Okay. So gotcha.
1: uh, on, a live, on a live animal, right now, the market on a number one cow is like 240, 220. Some of them can be down to 190. Every cow's different. That's why they have a guy, an auctioneer in the ring, and they have guys sitting around watching the grading the cows. And as the cows come in, cow, calf, whatever, as they come in, um, they started high and then they come down. And then, based on the structure and, and the wellness of that animal and the, the fat and the, the, the muscle tone and all the stuff that goes into it, uh, the straightness of the body, there's a bunch of stuff that goes into it. Then they raise that, that, cat, that calf can go anywhere from a dollar a pound. So, if it's a 400 pound calf, it's going to cost you $400. That calf, may, that calf may be like a premier number one stud, and it may go for two and a quarter, and that, that 400 pound calf may cost you 900 bucks. So, on our farm, I kind of sell them by the head. And right now, for a calf, weaned, you're so dirty.
2: No, no. I was like, ew, you're selling them by the head. Meaning, mean, I
1: look at him and say, look That's, at that cow.
2: Yeah, no, I was not going oh, to a dirty place. The
1: heat in the uh, This is a family show, Heather. So we, we call it selling by the head, where you look at the cow, and that head, that cattle, cattle's by the head. Head of cattle. I got a head of cattle. How many cattle do you got? I got 10 head. That's how you talk about cows. So that cow, 500 bucks. Give me 500 bucks you have it. That cow, give me 600 bucks. Wow, because I looked at it, that's what I thought it's worth to me. Cause I, I own my cows, I raise them. So it's the value of that calf to me. That's, what, that's how I sell them. Does that make sense? So it's not by pound? On my farm, I don't have a scale at my farm. Okay, gotcha. So if you come out of my farm with a trailer, you're like, hey, can I get two calves? Yeah, which two you want? I want those two. All right, I want $800. Why? Because I said so. They're mine. you, you want them or not? <laughs> okay. That, no. Now, if you go to the auction and you could to buy a cow that came in off of a big old ranch, and the and the cow guys just sell, he's calling calves and he's selling calves. You pay what the auction says to pay because it's an auction. People are bidding. There's like you know 80 people in the room bidding, and then that cow gets bid out of. Whatever that cow gets bid out of, bid out of. Now, we the people. I don't know if you're on Facebook, Sam. My shirt made by Nikki Duncan and Nikki. I need more shirts. We'll talk tomorrow. My shirt says we the people. And some of them say the people have spoken. And if you want, you can text 407-402-5686 and support grassroots, the foundation of what I'm building. And I'm building a, a vision program where I want to show you the vision of what we need to get back to. And we the people need to get back to we the people. We have lost control of our country We have lost control of our power because we, the people, have chosen to give the few the keys to the many. It's like an hourglass, right? And you have to think about an hourglass being, this is a hard analogy for people to grip, but the people are supposed to be big, the government is supposed to be small, and the people are supposed to be on top, pressing the government into a smaller hole based on our needs and our desires and our wants. But what happened was we pressed them in that hole and then somewhere, somebody in the government realized, wait a minute, there's a lot of room down here. Let's start bringing our friends. And they developed this swamp that they have. And now the hourglass has been slipped and the big is the government and the little is the people. And then they were smart enough to put a cap at the bottom. So the hourglass doesn't fall back. see the balance of power, right? Follow me that close your eyes and follow the balance of power. The balance of power has shifted to where now the big at the top of the hourglass is the government and we, the people in that little small piece and we're supposed to be able to funnel back through that and realize, and Donald Trump was the voice of that to realize like, Hey, we got to reshift the balance of power and we, the people got to flip over and put the government back in check. But the people in the government, because we allowed them to have kept that and short of a revolution, and I don't mean like Democrat versus Republican or black versus white or South versus North. I'm talking about we the people versus the tyrant government that we are under right now saying, whoa, chief, we you work for us. We want our job back. Imagine if enough of us marched on Washington and be like, hey, we want our office back. Get out. And, the, and all, the, all the senators and the Republicans, and the, I mean, the representatives are like, what are y'all talking about? Y'all can't be in here. No, no, no. Hey, uh, uh, Capitol Police, with your guns, we pay your salaries with our taxes. Stand down. We the people want our house back. And we're cleaning the house and vacate all these seats. And we're going to hold new elections. And we're going to hold new hearings. And we're going to find the just right people that fear God and have good morals to lead our country. Because we the people have spoken. That's the answer, and that's the only answer. And until we can get enough men, and sadly to say, somebody's got to die. I don't want to be the first one to die. I don't. I I got eight kids I want to watch grow up. And, you know, that's the difference between patriots. And if I hurt your feelings right now, I'm sorry. Man, Sam just threw me on a whole other train track, but I love it. All right, I love it. Thank you, Sam. This is the first. This is positive. This was positive for the show, actually, salmon. Heather, (laughs) I love you, Heather. No, I'm saying get the TikTok people involved. Thank you very much. Wow, it's not all bad all the time. So (laughs) we the people have to take back our seats. We have to take back our house, okay? The house belongs to us. We the people built Washington. We the people said that the District of Columbia is going to be a sanctuary place that is protected from the outside world. So in an event of an outside attack, like it is a protected place. But we also accidentally protected them from us, and the only way I can explain it to you is: my crushed finger. Go on Facebook Live right now, Florida Man Radio Facebook. I'm sorry about John DeMoor's pages is up. I, I, I don't know what I did about a tripod. I crushed my finger. I'm a six foot two, 297 pound man, and I crushed an inch and a half of my body. That's it. And, that inch and of, it was a
2: finger, and you've got like nine others. Listen. But that one... And
1: that one almost killed me. And here's what we did with the capital, right? And here's what we've done with Washington. God made our body, and if you're a doctor, please call and back me up on this. Our fingernails, all right, our fingernails are made to protect our body from the outside environment. But my fingernail doing what God designed it to do on my body... Because the infection got under my quick, under my fingernail quick. Right? You ready for this? The fingernail doing its job could not identify that the bacteria infection was killing me. It just knew that there was something underneath it that it was supposed to protect. So it protected the infection. And I spent 17 days in the hospital, went septic twice, been on antibiotics for 44 daggum days and almost died twice. Because of a one and a half inch Crushed finger that got infected Into the joint and I had to get milked Like a cow Okay yes Peacefully Swampfoot and Nate they, They're like man you better to change that you're going to get a visit Peacefully take back our seats Peacefully clean our house We do not condone violence against the federal government Of the United States of America <laughs> Florida Man Radio does not support the views and opinions of Jonathan Morris <laughs> um, So We, the people, the Constitution of the United States, Washington, D.C., is like my fingernail. All that was put in place to protect against threats and terror. And the system we built cannot identify that now the threat is the government itself. Kind of like my fingernail protecting the infection. The infection was going to kill me, but my fingernail was doing its job. So the doctor, guess what, came in. And the orthopedic surgeon did surgery on Jonathan Morris. They gave me some, uh, some stuff to put me down, you know, to put me, uh, whatever they call it, a sleeper. They didn't put me to sleep. They, like, knocked the, the nerve block in my arm, like a nerve block. And then they put a little thing up because they were scared I'd be nauseous. I was like, uh, I can't my own cannibals. You can't, you can't make me nauseous. So, anyways, they removed my nail. They removed my quick. And then they cut me. And they cleaned and milked the infection out of my Socket of my joint. We have to remove the protection of Washington, D.C. and the representatives and the senators. And we have to milk the infection of the swamp out of our political system. And we got to get our house clean and healthy. So the infection of our political system does not kill these United States of America. Christmas is nine days away. Can you put that in a file somewhere for the best thing Jonathan Morris ever did? Compliments of Sam. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The effects of testosterone to the brain of a transgender man. I mean, a woman that took testosterone shots. Can we get in that? Should we take a break? Where we at?
2: I mean, we can go ahead and get into it. We got three minutes.
1: All right. You know what? Let's do beef ribs.
2: Yes. do we'll, beef ribs. We'll get
1: testosterone and, and women trying to be dudes later. We may get to that after the holidays. Let's see. All right, Beef Ribs, Florida Man Radio, this is Charles Du Bois. I am a farmer, I am a butcher, I raise cows, and I got a smoker that will blow your mind. And it's, I tell people all the time, cooking food is like making love. Anybody can rush in, pop, 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 in the oven, knock it out, and you're like, hey, did you have a good time? I had a good time. Are you all right? I'm all right. And everybody go home. But or, you got two and a half minutes. Wow, that's all we got? Then, all right, oh. we got we to microwave this thing then. <laughs> <laughs> no Crock-Pot tonight. We microwave this thing either. Uh, but if you take your time with it and you do it right, it's great for everybody, and then everybody wants to eat again tomorrow. All right, so beef ribs normally are one of the worst things you can order on a menu unless the people actually are perfectionists at what they do. So we have a recipe, and I'll give it to you after the break, about pork about beef ribs the, the bone, when the bone comes out, listen to the succulent removal of the bone from the juicy meat as it separates, and the meat stays intact. It wiggles a little. You got a little, give it a little pop, pow, as it separates, and the bone slides out clean and smooth. That recipe will be up. And then also, how to take a stomach, well, not the inside stomach, but the belly of a pig, right? It's called pork belly because it's the belly, but... Look, how it's like, if you're on Facebook Live, it's like your belly. See, Heather, you would make terrible bacon.
0: That's right? fine.
1: You would be identified probably as turkey bacon. <laughs> uh, it's not a real thing. Turkeys don't have big <laughs> enough stomachs to make good bacon. I, on the other hand, would either be beef bacon or pork bacon. All right? You start with a good belly, and you trim the skin, trim the fat, and then you have to cure it. So you lay this piece of ba- this belly out, and, and by, biologically... The structure of a of a pig, the pork belly is huh, i 'm trying to think what it looks like
2: no we don't need that
1: no no it's it's oblong <laughs> right it's not like a square you rectangle I' how to
2: cook it They're it's good. like a
1: it's almost like an oval oblongish type 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 look of a piece of meat, so you take your pork belly, you square it up, make a nice square out of it, and then you come up with a rub, a marinade, a brine is what it's pro- what it's called, and after the brine sets. Then, then I'm going to explain to you how to smoke it and how to either turn it into bacon or how to turn it into the best keto-friendly, carnival-friendly snack on planet Earth. Florida Man Radio. I'm Jonathan Morris. This is Between the Ribs, 321-339-1055. Call during the break. We'll put you on hold and we'll bring you back.
0: Getting you back Between the Ribs with Jonathan Morris on Florida Man Radio. Get comfortable. Grab your loved ones,
3: or grab your love partner. And if you're by yourself,
0: no worries. Just follow after me. Yeah. I wanna do the two-step and yeah. cowboy sweetheart.
1: Grab your love
0: partner. Do
1: the hold-down. Do Come on, make it feel real right. Make you forget all about college football playoffs. That's what we should be doing on Saturday. Should be fighting the football. We should be making love on a sandy beach, <laughs> doing at a hoedown. Hey, tonight's a perfect night to be underneath the pole barn dancing. As long as your pole barn is got an elevated floor, kind of like you build a good mound on it. Like when you when you're laying out farmland, or you're laying out.
2: Watch a, out, Amy.
1: When you're laying out a pad, <laughs> let's say uh, you don't even have to have a lot of land. If you just got a half acre or a quarter acre, just a, a, enough a spot that you can put a pad in. Make sure you raise that sucker up and put a slope on it so the water runs off. You don't want to build your pole barn and be underneath it and be like, my dadgum pole barns two inches under water every day. Well, you shouldn't have built it in the hole. You should. Have. Don't build it in the hole. <laughs>
2: okay, you, you got to give a recipe, and we got to get to Well, I want to say
1: real quick, uh, you want to read it since you're a better reader. Uh, Joe from Atlanta had a comment about the college. And then I'll pull my recipe up real quick. Let me take a swig.
2: Uh, my brother and I were both born and raised in Lake County. He went to a liberal art school in Illinois that reprogrammed him. And now he's a lifelong liberal.
1: Hey, LLL, lifelong liberals.
2: I say there's still hope for him.
1: Good. Oh, that's you. Help from Heather. Huh. I'm between the ribs. Yes, Heather, my brother. Heather, my brother life a uh, lifelong. Heather liberal. has
2: answers at Gmail. Okay, so cool. no, uh, right. you don't have to worry about your brother. You know, they say if you're young and not a liberal, you're an idiot with no uh, soul. Wait, what? okay. If you're young and you're liberal, wait. What? How's it go? Take your time. If you're young and you're not a liberal, then you have no soul. But if you're old and a conservative, then you have no brain.
1: Wow, and who says that? Wait, if
2: you're old and conservative, if you're old and not conservative, then you have no brain. So so young kids, they want to help and care for people. Okay. So when they're young and not having to take care of themselves, they want to care about everybody else. Oh, I got it. But when they grow up and realize, oh, I have to take care of myself first, let me work hard, and then I can share my wealth.
1: Yes.
2: Then there's the Okay, I got
1: you. So... No, you're right. So Stephen, who used to work for me, I talk about it from time to time, that believed that Elon Musk and the other rich people and, and Stephen didn't discriminate. He wanted both conservative millionaires and liberal millionaires to, to pay up that uh those people could should be after you make so many millions, you should be required to just give it all back. Yeah. Because, no. because you couldn't have made your million without America. And America yeah, yeah, it, it's a distorted view. Yeah. But
2: we need a recipe from you.
1: But Steven, also on Friday when he got paid, he didn't want to give any money to the guy 711. I mean, you know. You know what I mean? It's different. Well, I'm not a millionaire yet. <laughs> Whatever. All right, what are we doing first? Pork? swanful you want pork first? All right, I'm not going to repeat this because this is my recipe. So if you want the the Morris recipe you better write it down as I speak
2: or listen to the end of the whole podcast once it's posted on Monday.
1: Well, cuz then they can slow it down and listen as much as they want. They're going to get my recipe. Can, right. Only the ones that listen fast are going to get it, heather. All right, here we go. Take a beautiful start with a good pig, right? Take a, or buy your pork belly, square it off, pat it dry. You want to use now. You can do it without pink salt, but I use pink salt because I like to go 7 to 14 days on a brine, but we also have one we use with just kosher salt. So you can either use pink nitrate salt that you can order on Amazon or you can get down at the Piggly Wiggly, uh, and it's just a curing salt. And don't let people lie to you and be like, nitrates you're going to kill you. Is that
2: the same thing as Himalayan salt?
1: No, that's different. Uh, nitrates are in everything. Nitrites are in, in things, so don't... As long as you're not overdoing it, a little bit of uh, 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 nitrate salt is okay because it's a natural version of the salt. So when you order it, you have to make sure you you get the the one that's naturally derived from the earth, okay? You don't want a chemical-based one because that's what will kill you. So a natural-based salt salt is preservation. It it, it preserves, so it'll help preserve that meat. It'll also help tighten that meat up and kind of dry it out, pull some of the moisture out because you're trying to make bacon. You're not trying to make a soft, moist product. You're trying to preserve something and make it where you can either fry it or roll it up and eat it raw or dry it. All right, that makes sense? Okay, so you want salt, and then I like to use pepper, black pepper, peppercorn, garlic, paprika. I used a smoked version of paprika and if you can't find smoked paprika, you can actually take paprika, put it in a bowl, put it on your smoker, smoke it yourself, stir it up a couple times, that smoke will go all the way through the paprika. You can make your own smoked paprika. I use that and then use a little bit of brown sugar, a little bit of water and you blend all that up, kind of just mix it all up and get a goo going and then you just like with your hand I like doing it with my hand, but you can do it with a brush or a spoon, and you just wax that sucker all the way around both sides, all four edges, and you set it in a shallow pan, and you got to keep it refrigerated hundred percent under forty two degrees do not let it get hot. You put it in there and you cover it and every day if you so so two ways you can put it in a small shallow pan now plastic you don't want to use metal because the meat will absorb the metal and the metal will taint the meat, all right. I like to put it in a plastic bag because I can see it and I can also work it. I know where my soft edges are, and it keeps me from opening up the lid and exposing it to something in the air that may contaminate the meat. So I like, I, I like a, a plastic bag, like a two-gallon plastic bag or a big meat-saver uh, cryopack bag if you have access to that food-saver bag so you don't have to open it. You actually leave it sealed for for 7 to 14 days. We have found that 10 days is where we like to be. Seven's too short, 14's too long. We cure ours for, for 10 days. Uh, so every day we flip it, we roll it, we pat it, we rub it down, and then we put it back on the shelf. And then after 10 days, we take that pork belly, we take it out of the bag, and we run it under cold water, and then we let it sit on the counter for 30 to 40 minutes until the entire pork belly is at room temperature. Then you fire up your smoker, and if you don't have a smoker, you can do it in your oven. You can actually roast a pork belly and make roasted bacon. But we like to smoke ours. We use an applewood smoke, and we smoke it anywhere from six to eight hours, and we, and we only smoke it at about 190. Some people do an actual cold smoke, okay? But I'm not trying to have bacon that lasts 92 days. I don't, I don't, I'm not in that business. So, for our bacon, we want you to eat it within about two weeks. So, our bacon only has a 14 day shelf life once it's finished. And we do that on purpose because that's what we want. That's our product that we make because that's a natural product, no chemical induction. All right. And we live in Florida where we have a lot of humidity. So, it's not like we're up in Ohio or we're up in northern Indiana in the winter where it's very dry. And we can have meat that, that, that's cured, that'll last for 60 or 70 or 80 days. So we don't have that ability always in Florida, especially when you're in and out of the door and it's opening up and humidity's in your building, let alone outside of your house. Uh, so after we smoke it, we like to get the internal temperature to about 167 degrees, 167 and a half to be exact. And then we rapidly chill it. Right, So we bring it out, we let it sit for like 15 minutes on a pan just to get that heat off of it, and then we have a, what we call our ready rack cooler, and it, it, it runs at 31 degrees. We put the meat in that for 10 hours. It doesn't freeze it, but it gets that sucker cold fast. And then you slice it, and once you slice it, you can either cryopack it or put it in a Ziploc bag, and it's good in your refrigerator for 14 days. Now, the reason we take it to half degrees is because we have a lot of people who want to use our bacon as charcuterie. They cut it up in squares or they roll it up with cheese and they want to eat it without having to recook it. Technically, if the USDA is listening, you have to cook my bacon. Right? Legalities. But you don't really have to. Um, But you can take our bacon and you fry it in the skillet. Now, because we don't use a chemical-based nitrate, our bacon does not fry up pink like... Uh, no bacon. We also don't do a cold smoke, so our bacon doesn't necessarily fry up pink. We have one, one line of bacon that is cold smoke and it fries up pink, but our other bacon is more of a country. It's more of a brownish bacon. All right. I hope you heard that. If you didn't, email me, text me. We can go back over it later. That's pork belly. That's bacon. Boom bastic beef ribs. You are the man. Your T-levels will go to 1,400, and your wife will have sexy time with you nine times a day after you make this dish. You take a slab, we call them a plate of beef ribs off of a good cow. You can't do no bottom basement Aldi select brand. Sorry, Heather. I bet Aldis only sell beef ribs. Unless they're on sale and they've they got to be used by the day. Oh, don't shun me. All right, so come to Morganic Meats or call or text 407-402-5686. I will ship you a plate of ribs or two plates or three plates or whatever you want. We take those ribs. We season them with salt, pepper, garlic, onion, dry mustard powder is the trick. I can't believe I'm giving you all these recipes. If you open up a butcher shop next to me, I'm going to choke you to death. You understand that? (laughs) All right. I'm going to take my fingernail off and choke you to death with it. (laughs) All right. Salt, pepper, garlic, onion, paprika, chili, dry mustard.
2: My grandmother used to swear by that.
1: Yeah. Oh, dry mustard breaks down the enzyme in the beef. That's why we use it.
2: She just liked the flavor, I think. She put it in Yeah, but
1: <laughs> okay, but mustard by nature, especially wet mustard, it has a little bit of the, uh, uh, what's the white stuff? Vinegar. It has like a vinegar base. That helps break down the, the enzymes of the meat, but dry mustard does the same thing without the vinegar flavor and without making your beef wet or your product wet. A lot of people do a barbecue and it's real gunky and wet on the outside, so stay away from that. Barbecue is supposed to be a nice, dry, good rub, and then if you want to add sauce to make it wet, add sauce. So you take these beef ribs and you season them. We let them sit for 30, 40, maybe maybe an hour, 30, 40 minutes, maybe an hour. They don't have to sit overnight. Some people say, oh, you let them sit overnight, blah, blah, blah. I don't like that because salt and mustard will dry the beef out. And that's where a lot of people make their mistake. They let the beef dry out trying to season it. If you season it properly and you massage it in, It's like, you know, your wife, hey, I want a back rub, and then you end up having happy time. Do the back rub right, and happy time comes. Massage the seasoning into your beef ribs right, and happy time will come. You don't have to leave them out for two days to get what you want. All right, you ready for this? No smoker, no grill, no roaster. Get a shallow pan. Put a half a cup of water in the bottom of it after you season your ribs, and season your ribs in that pan so all the excess seasoning falls into the pan. After you add the water, you take your finger and you stir all that stuff around and you make a seasoning broth out of the water and you let it sit. You put it at 425 for 35 minutes. Then you pull it out. Sometimes you have to add about another quarter cup of water and then frog butt tight. Say it with me. Frog butt tight, double aluminum foil wrap your pan where no air can get in or out. Turn your oven down to 300, six hours. When you take the aluminum foil off, if that bone don't slide out perfectly and clean, you stop, wrap it back up, and put it back in for another hour. If that bone slides out perfectly, then you take the aluminum foil off, you let the ribs rest, and if you let them rest, you'll be able to pick them up with the bone still in them, and then you can serve them on a platter, and they look insane, because the meat shrinks up a little bit, it exposes the extra bone, don't be dirty, and then you can slice it, and serve it on or off the bone, guys, boom-bastic beef ribs. Get your order from Organic Meats, more Family Farms. Christmas is coming next week. We got prime ribs, bone-in, boneless, cut and tied. We got tenderloins, 407-402-5686. 407-402-5686. I'll be in Georgia tomorrow. Get your order in. We're out of here.